0: Hello everyone, it's Catherine Jane and Megan Kerr. And welcome to Endless Possibilities, your wellness show here on Pulse 89.9.
1: Looking at mind, body, and environmental health.
0: Remember to like, follow,
1: and don't forget to subscribe. We want to hear from you.
0: And of course, ask any questions you want.
2: Everybody, everybody yeah. yeah. get into it. let's get it started. Let's get it started in here, let's get it started. Let's get it started in here, let's get it started.
1: Hello and welcome to Pulse FM eighty-nine point nine, Heartbeat of the Hawks Brew, and what's our weather doing today? It's pretty nice out there, actually. It's lovely. Absolutely um, wonderful compared to what it was the other day. However, eh? that humidity is still a bit high. It's 54%. That's why we're still feeling it, I think. Mm. So welcome to Wellness Wednesday. You're here today with Megan and... Catherine. And on the line, we have with us today Tina. Tina. And Tina, I'm going to introduce you. You are part of Home Education Association, which is an Australia-wide association, which must keep you pretty busy.
2: Uh, Yes, it does. Um, I took on the role of secretary this year, and the secretary's job is basically doing all the admin stuff, dealing with inquiries. Um, processing um, applications as well as um, assisting with some subscriptions. Wow. Uh, I also work on the helpline uh, where I hear a lot of um, people talking about their reasons for homeschooling, um, their um, concerns about homeschooling, um, general things about their children, you know, their. Um, inabilities to cope at school and things like that. Yep. Yep. But there's lots of things that that happen on Helpline and then I also help out with people who want to get registered as well.
1: Absolutely. And that's a massive task. Look, I'm I'm fessing up here because I am one of those homeschooling parents that people talk about. So... (laughs) Um, you know, the ones that people go, oh, they're, they're a homeschooling person and you get that sideways glance. It's like, yep, that's it, that's me. Um, and I'm homeschooling my fourth child. Um, the other three went through normal schooling system um, but with our our last, it was a case of this isn't working for us and um, definitely wasn't working for her. So I completely understand the whole vast array of why people make this choice to educate at home. Um, And it's a very personal choice um, and for lots of different reasons. So I can imagine what you've seen and read and um, helped people out with over the years. What would you describe that range? How would you describe that, Tina, of the
2: why's? Um, the, wise, the range is huge. Um, it goes down to as much as children are gifted, uh, gifted in the sense of academically. Some of them are, are gifted in the sports, in sports areas, so they need more time to practice or in the arts. Uh, then you have uh, children who uh, have disabilities. Um, you have uh, children who come from families of faith. Um, or different philosophies and ideas. Mm -hmm. Some are COVID related. Um, That's not a big factor anymore. And um, a lot of uh, parents see the better learning environment that they would like their children to be in and to build family relationships.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah that's a big one. Like it, it's been amazing in our household. I have to say, um, what do you think a lot of the reservations? Cause I'll tell you some that I faced, a lot of them were, how are you going to socialize them? What, <laughs> uh, what are they going to, and exactly. I laugh now. Um, <laughs> and you know, what are they missing out on? It's like, Oh my goodness. Um, when you are on the other side, there's certainly not a lot of missing out. There's an awful lot of opportunity. Um, and socialisation, oh, I can't keep up. <laughs> I was
2: going to say that. I actually find that that's um, some home thinking, when do you actually get your schoolwork yeah, done? Yeah, when do we get time
1: to get schoolwork done? Now, this let's like, stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> stop. We've got to
1: get some work done.
2: <laughs> socialisation is such a huge myth and mm. it's, um, it's just that they don't see them in a school environment where they've got 30 other kids in a classroom. Mm. For some, that's great. You know, some kids thrive in that sort of environment. Yep. Um, homeschooled kids do get social opportunities, as you know. Mm. And what happens is when you go to a homeschooling group or an activity, they're not all with the same aged kids. No. They're with older kids. They're with younger kids. They get to talk to parents. If they have a facilitator of a program they're running on that particular day, they get to interact with that adult. So they actually learn to communicate with different aged groups, um, different level ability kids, and they also get to respect them for where they're at. Yeah, and absolutely. when you get older and you're in the community, mm. you are actually to people who are older and younger and you need to treat them with the same respect. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: I've got to say that's an absolute beautiful thing to watch happen um, and to see the confidence of them having to traverse that communication set for
2: different ranges and ages and stages. That's correct and they have that respect. And so when they engage in the community as they get older, they understand the dynamics of that and are not frightened.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So that's, you know, I think the socialisation thing is just a complete waste of time. <laughs> Whenever they do that, I, I laugh. Would that, be,
1: would that be the first thing that you hear from people? Because, I, I mean, I see it a lot in some of the support groups. Um.
2: That, is, that is one of the things um, that outsiders look at. People who ring on a helpline, they don't actually look at the socialisation issue first because first and foremost on a helpline they're looking at Um, wanting to help their child for whatever reason it is. Mm -hmm. So so the socialisation thing is secondary to to new homeschoolers to start Mm -hmm. off with. That's what happens when you interact with the community because the community don't understand homeschooling. They see it as a negative thing and they don't realise the benefits. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's necessary for those people to be involved in homeschooling so they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. School is not for every kid but neither is homeschooling for every kid.
1: No, that's exactly exactly true. Um, yeah. Tell us about Hope, uh, Helpline you were just mentioning. So Home Education Association are running a helpline.
2: Sure. So um, the helpline is available to anyone in the general public. Uh, the helpline is to support anybody who um, has problems with registering for homeschooling. Uh, if they want to ask a question about some of the things that we have on our website, uh, then uh, a lot of the times um, the questions that are asked are, I want to homeschool, how do I go about doing it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the issues that they're having at, at the school that they're at, um, whether their child is um, not responding to teaching, whether their child has a disability and they're not getting the attention they need. Um just varied reasons. I, it's the list is way too long. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many different, um, different, different um, things that are happening in the school, mm. and a child has so many different needs and it depends upon their age as well. Mm. So parents often ask us, um, you know, I, I want to homeschool my child. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they ring us. I've had parents in tears. I've had parents tell me their life story. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, get, all, of get all sorts but That's what we're there for. Mm. We're there to be a listening ear to people trying to solve a problem. Yeah. And some of the times we get to the end of the phone call, they've already solved their problem simply just by talking to us. Mm. Yeah. And and that's the beauty of it. It's We're a listening ear and we don't tell them what to do. We give them advice in maybe things I hadn't thought about. Yep. And and what we say is like you now have the option. You've, you're informed. You have the option and the choices to make. If you need us to guide you any further, you can contact us or you can write to our support um, email and then we can build the relationship that way and, and send them information if they need it. Mm.
1: And just how wonderful that information and support is when you are at the beginning of a very big journey, um, and taking on your child child's education can seem quite daunting, um, but actually it can be quite simple. And there's a lot of support out there, um, like what Very. you've explained, and and so many opportunities, um, not just for the kids to get involved in, but parents as well.
2: Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the beauty of of homeschooling. If you have people to uh, call upon, you have a support group. And when you build a homeschooling community in your area, it could be anything up to an hour away, Mm. uh, you have those people uh, to to, uh, lean on, get ideas, and to build friendships with. And then you get to have um, parent times as well and support each other. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a real community environment, very much so.
2: As far as
1: education and learning, we touched a bit on school isn't for everyone and homeschooling isn't for everyone. Correct. And it's how do parents figure that out?
2: Sometimes, uh, so I'll go by what I hear on the housewife, Mm. Uh, sometimes what it is is it comes out of necessity Mm. and they discover that their child is just not responding at school. For whatever reason, and they kind of go, "Oh, maybe I should try this homeschooling thing," mm. or because such and such does it, or even maybe some of the teachers actually—I've even had some of the some of the callers say, "You know, the, some of my teachers have actually suggested that maybe I should try homeschooling."
1: Mm.
2: Uh, so it's a, a lot of the times, out of necessity, yep. uh, and then they have to learn. Oh, well, what do I do? Yeah. Oh. How do, up navi-
1: how do I navigate that nessa website? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> all the other sites, ah.
2: <laughs> and every state, right. is different. every state is different. That's right. So how do I navigate all of those? Well, so they they call us and we give them some ideas, and you know, a, and we try to remind them that when you've got your children at home, you are not actually a a, a teacher in a classroom. Yeah actually really important. Uh, That's a big
1: one, isn't
2: it? Am I, am I allowed to tell a little story from my yeah, teacher? Yeah, go for about, it. Like, Okay. Uh, so when I first started homeschooling 20-something years ago, I had a friend of mine who was a teacher and she wanted to try this for her children. Her children actually were neurodivergent children and they were struggling at school and she wanted to pull them out. And so she did. And she... She pulled them out, she saw that I was doing homeschooling and then I was having a great time with my kids and she decided she would do it. So she set up her house and set up her, uh, her school room like a school and she, and she was working with her children and had been doing homeschooling for about six months and we sat down and we had like a parent time and the kids had, their, had, a, had a time where they were just having a great time together. There was a group of us there and she said oh I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't get through to my kids. If I was in a classroom, everything I'd be doing would be perfect and it would work absolutely right. <laughs> and we all just looked at each other and turned to her and said, that's because you're not in a classroom. Mm. And, and that's the thing. You, you don't teach your kids while you're in a classroom you're actually building a relationship with them and they learn from you and you learn from them and you guide them in a process or or allow them to guide you in the journey Mm. that they're learning. And once she worked that out, then she was able to go, right, well, this child learns like this and this child learns like this and I can actually find resources which match their learning style. And that's the beauty of homeschooling.
1: Absolutely. And look, I've got a really similar story to share with you there too. I, <laughs> I started off and um, I love learning. That I'll just put my hand on heart and put that out there. I absolutely love learning. And I had everything organised and okay, here's a timetable. This is what we're doing on what day and how long we'll spend on each subject. And we got about oh, about three weeks in. And my daughter turned to me and says, Mum, I just can't do it your way. I went, oh, oh, yes. (laughs) Okay, yes, we're actually here for you. How would you like to design this? (laughs) And she came up with the most beautiful plan and how it works for her and how she could take in the information best. I'm like, oh, okay, lesson number one. (laughs) Mum does not know best. (laughs) Allow yeah. her to learn the way that she needs to do it, which is absolutely fantastic to watch and observe.
2: That, that's great. And you actually then learn, well, I learn this way. Yep. And she learns that way. And how are we going to work this together? Yeah, because look,
1: we just I, don't cook together because I'm very right-brained and it'll be right and you can chuck it all in and she's very left-brained methodical.
2: <laughs> I've learned to walk away. <laughs> That's right, I've had to do that too. <laughs> I just end up with doing all the washing up. It's okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but that's what we mean about how much connection you build when you really understand how your kids learn. Um, and and that, as a parent, helps every single day in every possible way of how to relate with your child
2: as well. Correct, correct. So, well, that's one of the things that... Um, uh, what well, some of the research has found, well, there, uh, one of the researches is that, that um, people, families discovered that it was a really great place of positive learning. Mm. It's healthy. It's generally not stressful, and it and it allows your child to have that time to ask questions mm. yeah, of you because
1: explore the way that they need to explore, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. And so then they can grow yeah. and learn and they're not going to be judged for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. I
1: um, know that you had some amazing stats there for us. Do you want to hear some of them? <laughs> Absolutely. I am actually really curious because I know a lot of people that I've met within homeschooling community in our area in the Hawkesbury have gotten into it over covid and yeah. what I observed was the amount of influx that happened over that time
2: frame. Oh yes, mm. oh the growth was huge. Mm. Um, growth was huge. Uh, so registered children um, in homeschooling from 2018, so before COVID started, yeah. to 2022, it um, went from around. Almost 6,000 students, um, and this is in New South Wales, to um, over 12,000 students. Wow. That's just in five years. That's the increase. That's, That's in New South Wales. And yeah. in Queensland, it basically did the same. I, I'm not on that page. I went. I didn't put that page on. I put a different page on for the Queensland one. <laughs> but generally speaking, like they said, there was a private study done last year, and Over the whole entire um, of um, Australia, there was a general increase of, of, where is it? Here we go. Uh, The increase grew 110%. Yeah. What other industries
1: grew on at that rate?
2: All over Australia. And that doesn't include unregistered kids, by the way. Mm. We all know that there are unregistered kids. We just don't know who they are. Yeah. But. Doesn't include unregistered kids, mm. and if you if you were to say add half again, you would probably in the right ballpark.
1: Yeah. So for people who don't understand that registered unregistered thing, do you just want to explain that for us?
2: Oh, okay. So, well, people, Education Act. It's part of the Education Act that everyone should be registered in a school or a, a private school, and homeschooling comes under it. The homeschooling category. So, we all should be registered, um, have our children registered for education. It's part of um, federal law, mm-hmm. and state laws have their own little slightly different things. But there are people who decide that they do not want to go on rent, they do not want to be registered. They should be, but it's their choice. Yeah. And they're making a choice because they don't feel that that's what they need to be doing. And that's up to them to do and to deal with any things that come from that. Mm. you know. And it doesn't mean that they're neglecting their child. It doesn't mean they're not teaching their child. They just don't want to follow that rule.
1: Yep. yep. All right. Thank you for that. Yes. Okay. We're going to go to a couple of words from our sponsors and we'll continue our chat with you, Tina. We'll be right back
2: sure. in a second. Okay. The Hawke's Freeze Pulse. 89.9. You want to quit smoking? Have you tried and no good?
0: <coughs> Have a go at Quit For Life. Quit For Life has helped millions of people quit smoking for good.
2: Why let smoking control everything you do? Visit quitforlife.com.au today and get your life back. Station Sponsor. And welcome
0: back
1: to Wellness Wednesday with endless possibilities. And today we're talking about educational possibilities. And joining us on the phone is Tina Smith from Home Education Association. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. We're talking about, you know, the journeys and registering and not registering. And I'm, I've heard many stories, but the types of things that can happen when people go to register and the difficulties that they can come across. What are the sorts of things that you know that people come up against?
2: Okay, so uh, one, they don't put a plan together properly Mm -hmm. and putting a plan together that fits their requirements of what uh, NESA would like to do because in New South Wales, NESA is the governing authority. And so they have a structure that they'd like homeschooling parents to follow. So that structure is often um, sometimes forgotten about or not realised because they haven't done enough research. Yep. And so then we at HTA, we actually can help them with that. We actually have some sample plans that people can follow along. And we also have templates that people can create their own ones. I'm going to say they're
1: absolutely very useful, I've got to say.
2: Yes, yeah, that's right. And that's part of the reason why we're here is, is to help reduce that amount of rejection or problems with registry, mm. And then um, other people, they're uh, not sure how to approach how they record their um, progress in their schoolwork or presenting enough material. And all these things are something that um, over time, you get used to what you have to do. It's always that first one. Yeah, it's that first registration and that first uh, re-registration that everybody goes. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. But it's just a logical process of making sure you basically tick all the boxes. Absolutely. And, and when you've done that, it becomes a process. That then the other thing is is when you meet up with your uh, authorised person mm-hmm. from Nessa that's something that people find daunting because they don't know who it is, so they get nervous, they get scared, they uh, fumble along, yep. and they, uh, but we're also there to assist them with that process too. We can actually provide somebody to sit in on a Zoom call with them, or mm-hmm. that, wow. and um, and talk to us about you know what the expectations are because we have someone who is based in New South Wales who can actually uh, assist them in that process and a lot of the time um, they do get, they become quite at ease and go oh thank you so much, I appreciate that you spend that time mm. in working out where I'm not going to go very well in and then overcoming it. Mm.
0: Invaluable. Um, I've been sitting on the side rather quiet here, which is unusual for me. Anyone will know that. And uh, I've, I've been interested in this because I have five children. They're all adults now and they all went through the public school uh, system. And uh, I now have grandchildren going, one public, one private. And it's interesting to look at all these different structures to educate your children and the reasons why people do and don't do it. But um, looking at the homeschooling, it's uh, it does like sometimes get that awkwardness about it, like Megan said, of oh, you're homeschooling. But you know, it's what I, what I am interested in. For a parent to make a choice to do homeschooling, they have to also make that choice to deg- to dedicate that time to do that. Is that correct? Correct. They do. So therefore, they can't work, can they? That is true. Right. Correct. So, therefore, it would suit people that could afford to do this more than people that can't afford um, or need. Well, like I mean, even with public uh, private school, that's quite expensive anyway. But but need to go to work for either their own reasons of their own social interaction, which all people need, or uh, for financial reasons. Right. Yeah. So. Um, what I'm wondering here is with this home education, what are the costs compared to like private private schools costly but would it be in between private and public or on par with private?
2: It, it really depends upon the um, finances that you have. Some people can do it for free basically. So it could
0: be like a public system one?
2: Yes, it, right. uh, there are free resources available out there for people to use. Yeah, you can get away with doing and uh, with um, with as very inexpensive as you like, or as expensive as you like. It, it depends upon what you would like your children to experience, or what you can afford, or whether you find well, why do I need to go do something like that? That's really expensive when I can do it just as cheaply, and I can um, add more things into it if I'd like to. Mm. So look, you go on. So there's plenty of choices for parents uh, to to use whatever uh, means that they have, whether it be uh, not much in money or very expensive.
0: It's interesting to look at this and say, okay, so the parent doesn't educate the child. I understand that, but the parent is there to keep the structure and to implement whatever uh, resources are needed. Is that
2: correct? So, well, in the act, the parent is actually responsible for the child's yep. education. Yeah. So, does the
0: parent get paid for it? No. See, that's interesting, isn't it? Because the teachers get paid for it, right? Yes. But the parent yes. doesn't and the parent gives up the work to do the education. Well, even more to that, Catherine. I'll, I'll add something in. Well, first but of all… But is that not correct? No, it is
1: correct. And, yeah. and I'm going to add in, like, we… I still work part-time. Yeah, I know. And… I home educate oh. because the amount of contact hours uh, as far as a one-on-one instruction is worth so much more time-wise than, than spending three hours or five hours a day in a classroom of other 30 kids. Mm. Now that's for my daughter. Mm. So I could spend one-on-one half an hour and she'll get more out of that half an hour than she would have got mm. at a day at school. Mm. So Correct. the ability to to work and juggle Yes, there has to be that ability. Yeah. yeah. But, but as far as do we get paid to to do that role, to take on that role, absolutely not.
0: No. But yeah. you know how you said then that you have that half an hour of interaction with your child and gets more out of it than being in 30 minute or whatever, yep. three hours of schooling. And I, I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but I'm probably in some ways uh, maybe asking questions that people listening in are asking but um, while the child sits in that class it also hears the thinking of 30 other children Mm. you know so and I there's horses for courses here yeah absolutely Um, but that 30 other children that interact on a certain level or say what they think also could open up that your own child to another possibility of thinking Mm. so what I'm saying is that in some ways Even though I would believe that you grow with your child as well in doing something like this, because you would learn so much yourself, Mm. um, which is a wonderful experience. I, you know, I think it's great. But I just wonder in some ways if not having that educate, like everyone would have their own opinion on this, but it's, they're they're not got that 30 children. And I understand it. They also don't have the distractions.
1: Yeah. But I think the assumption in that is that. They're only
0: learning at home and that's really so not where, So So when they then have this social interaction, mm-hmm. uh, Tony, you can butt in any time here. We <laughs> usually do this. Um, when they have that social interaction, where is that and how often in a month does it happen?
2: Oh, well, it, it can happen every day if you want it. First. So <laughs> um, or in the to... So uh,
0: sorry, yeah. Tina, but... To Megan in the Hawkesbury, yep. how many places are there for you all to get together? Many, <laughs> many, many. So many. there's a lot of people so in the Hawkesbury doing this. There's a lot
1: of people that I know of in the Hawkesbury doing this. Right. Um, we have many outlets. We have our libraries. We have our historical societies. We have our poem and culture groups. We have our. Um, so this is within
0: the home education system. Absolutely, not with it's it's the all, organizations in the Hawkesbury.
1: All available to you. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: So these are the things that I was wondering is because for me I look at the child and think I have so many children that come to me that are socially hard on interacting Mm. and my concern is for that interaction but at the same time I look at it as home education as what a saviour that can be for bullying. An absolute saviour, a saviour from the negativity of social media because children, unlike my day when I went to school as a little person, when I went home I was safe. But these days children don't get safe because the social media follows them home. Mm. So for those sort of things I see a huge advantage for um, this option for home education and also, like you said, Tina, for people that have sporting or arts or these other areas that they just excel in. And not that education isn't needed, but it's not really the first up thing to them. It's a secondary requirement to know how to read and, you know, speak and add up how much money you're going to get and all that sort of thing. But,
1: yeah. and I've certainly met kids that are just so gifted and talented, mm. school is just limiting for them. I understand that. Yeah. And
0: I understand that, unfortunately, sometimes in the education system that um, a child can be held back through no fault of their own either mm. and be put in classes with uh, children that are all in one – like they can be limited by where they're they're graded into, which can be unfair and not necessarily to what a person's – Um, capacity is in certain requirements. You know, there's um, one thing I'd be interested in in stats would be the amount of people leaving school in school certificate level and the other one in high school certificate. I would love to know the stats of how homeschooling versus public and private, the three of them, go in the marks of... um, those HSCs and
2: school certificates.
0: Do you have things like that? Uh, let's
2: see if I've got this document. Because I've actually got a couple of documents open, one's from the New South Wales mm. um, Government site and one from the Queensland Government site. Mm. And, it, and
0: just, uh, sorry, I just thought it, it's interesting to know because we're looking at solutions really here, aren't we, to uh, yeah. a situation of schooling children. And I think it's um interesting for people listening in, like, you know, they, they might yeah. option to say, well look, you know what, I won't go to work and I'll do this and like what Megan said, I'll pick up a bit of part time, everything will be cool, I'll blah 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 blah. And I can I can honestly see big advantages with home schooling. But um parents a lot of parents are interested in what the results are. And of course yeah. this also would be very heavily on the parent and what they put into. Would that be right, Megan?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, And and I think understanding your limitation as a parent to mm -hmm. say, you know, well, okay, I I am really good at this stuff or actually I'm limited here and let's go find the resources that we need to to fill this gap. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a big question there, though, on what's success of education. No, no, no.
0: Well, I'm just going by what the HSC – By those results. That's it. I agree with you that success can be measured in very many different ways and I don't actually believe in – that success that that's quoted <laughs> by the HSC, you know, you, yeah. you've you done well or you haven't. I did Hopeless in the HSC. I'll put my hand up for that. In English, yeah. Maths and Science, I got the lowest ranking of 10 in those days. So I qualified yeah. in getting the lowest. <laughs> um, I got a good one in art and a great one in biology. And yeah. I ended up going off and being a fibreglass manufacturer and did very well and now I'm a therapist. So, I mean, it had absolutely no setting for setting me up. But... Yeah. It's unfortunate that this is what people look at.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can't give you full on statistics, but I, I can am. tell you that when you get older, the number of children who are registered. Uh, once we get to Year Ten, there's a lot of people who finish Year Ten. Yeah. And then we don't. know after that, uh, but what uh, they'll either go to take or they will go on to Year Twelve because there are figures here that children do go to Year Twelve. Mm. I can actually state from my own family. I had six children. I had six Year Twelve graduates, and I also have five of those of four four um a, a university graduates, mm-hmm. and one of them's just started. She was she's my last one, and my other ones are off at a university place, but went on to do mechanics and, yeah. and is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what
1: people don't think. I think people so, assume home education means oh they don't want to go ahead into uni etc. But Actually, some of these kids start uni before <laughs> mainstream.
2: Yeah, oh, well, I, like I said, my, all, all six of my children, they, they finished the U 12. They actually got a Year 12 certificate through an organisation that um, I had a foundation course and then I added other things on top of. Um, I had to register that organisation through um, MESA when I lived in New South Wales and now in Queensland. I still had like to do the same here in Queensland. Uh, and those, uh, that year 12 that they got through that managed to get them into university. They, some of them did some Cert three courses uh, because of the pathways they were taking mm-hmm. and they've succeeded. And I know of plenty of other families who um, have done the same. Um, I haven't, I can't think of one of the people I know that hasn't actually done well.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, your organisation, uh, does it actually come out and do uh, like physical demonstrations
2: of homeschooling? Uh, no, um, that's actually quite a, a, a difficult thing to do because homeschooling is tailored to a child. Yeah,
0: I know and- that, but I suppose, sorry sorry to interrupt you, but what I'm thinking of is like, you know, um, so when you talk about how a child uh, learns and the learning skills, are they auditory, you know, is it a visual thing? All these different factors come into when, you, you work out how your child learns and then that's the way you present the information to them. Or you present it to people in life, really, when you know, hey, they're a visual person so, you know, if you keep telling them to read instructions, it's not going to happen and that's me for one. Um, but, you know, the thing is that, and I'm lazy as well, um, the thing is that people, some people would probably say, you know, I'd like to physically see what does it look like to set up uh, an actual thing. I know we have videos but I was just curious to know if... Um, <laughs> Like an information evening?
2: Yeah, we certainly can do information evenings. That is something we, um, since we've come out of COVID, thinking about how we can actually do that again Mm. and get people uh, understanding what homeschooling is and getting information of how you set things up. It's all about understanding the child, knowing what resources are out there, and there are so many, and finding resources that, you think will be great for your yeah. child. Yeah. I th- uh, and Sorry. About doing research.
0: Yeah. I, I think it would be really interesting to um, look at setting that up and I, I'm quite serious. Mm. I mean, just getting a hall here and getting a few of your people, you know, Megan, that are in homeschooling to talk about it mm. and maybe someone, um, if you're having a representative in New South, to have them come along and even have a, a, a conversation uh To parents that may be looking at alternate ways to educate their children and sure. you know have some some conversation around it because it it's the 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 amount of um pressure on children these days is so much harder than when I went to school years ago, but I mean. I I look at them and I feel so sorry for the children of what the pressures are of today. And I think when you have options and if you can explore those possibilities, I think it's a really good thing to be able to do.
2: Yep, we certainly do have people in New South Wales who can inform and give some more information. Homeschoolers um, in general, especially those who've been doing homeschooling for for a couple of years, are a wealth of information together because uh, they all have so many different experiences and different resources that they use um, to help their children. Yeah. And that's that's as Megan would know, you know, what she does with her daughter is completely yes. different, what her her daughter's best friend does. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: um, I I would like to put out to everyone listening today that if you're interested in such an evening. Um, that we can put together, like we'll put it together, uh, Pulse will, with um, probably one of the other um, not-for-profit organisations in the Hawkesbury, maybe the Richmond Community Centre or something, um, to put something together and see if you would be interested in coming to an evening... Uh, where you could explore these possibilities of another way of educating your children. Um if you could text in on oh four three four double four oh double 5, five three. That's oh four three four double four oh double 5, five three. And we might also, Megan, set up a poster poll and mm. see if people are interested. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it it can be overwhelming. And like you said, Catherine, like the the sadness of hearing stories of children who don't enjoy going to school. Mm. And this isn't just the, you know, oh, Mum, I don't want to go today and that's because they just want to hang out with you for the day. But <laughs> the ones who are going through absolute torture Do you in know, that yeah, environment, it, it's really an it's awful. that needs to be considered. It is.
0: Yeah. When I went to school, when I was a little person, and I can remember, and this is no joke, I can remember sitting under the big tree in primary school in tears. I hated going to school. I cried at the steps when my mum dropped me off. I didn't want to go. I felt lonely. I was bullied. And I can tell you that trauma has affected me in my life. Mm. And I'll own that because I have owned it now. But, you know, if I could have been home educated and had the feelings that I needed to have back then, Mm. I think it may have altered me or not made my life as hard or have these issues I had with certain things and I really do believe that and I'm sure that those words I spoke then that there'd be parents out there that that would have pulled on their heartstrings because I have children doing that too because it's Absolutely. it's not a one-off no no that's right.
2: yeah I hear that on helpline I hear a lot yeah. I, I have parents upset about their children and what they're going through and I also had one parent rang up and said, The teachers told me to take my child. I can't do anything about the children that are threatening him with death. Oh my gosh. So and scary. and that that's 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 an example of what I hear on helpline. Yeah. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And and so some kids just really doing it tough and then there are some kids who just think that they can rule the world mm. um, and be and be bullies. And then you've got Children who are so disabled, and the help that they get in class is just not enough. Mm. And, and, it and the does, parents it sets
1: up that little mindset, doesn't it, for who you are yeah. in that space? And it is just in that space; it's
0: not actually who you really are.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So children, children are vulnerable.
0: If the kids are getting socialised, from my point of view, and it's just my opinion here, um, if the kids are being socialised then I'm, I'm one that would be looking at this system if I had children now. That would have been my only big concern, that they learn social skills because with COVID, I mean... You would have seen it, Megan, and I'm sure you have too, Tina, heard about this, that so many people didn't socialise through COVID and there's children that were born in that period that didn't have the aunts and the uncles and grandparents and everything coming around and now they are suffering and these are young children, like they're twos and things like that and if that can impact on a child of that age, if that was continued through their schooling, it would be... A very bad undoing for the children and later in life. So, as long as they're, you know, socialized, you know, I, I would definitely like to look at this.
2: Yeah, socialization, like, like we said earlier, mm. is really quite a myth. Uh, we really go to uh, a lot of effort to make sure, well, we ourselves are socialized because it's very isolating if you're as a parent. Yes, uh, right. With your children all the time. It's lovely to have that relationship, but you still need that other interaction adult. to back the genes off and the adult, because your husband's not always there, or your partner's not always yep. there. So you need to have that outside discussion where you can air your ideas and get other people's input yep. to what you do, and it's the same for your children. Yep. This is how children learn, um, learn other things, you know. What did you learn this week? Or oh, we did this or mm. we go to a homeschooling group where we might be doing science experiments mm. or they might be doing art classes and they're doing things together or drama yeah. mm. and they are really then bouncing ideas off each other mm. and then growing from that and that's so important. Mm.
1: Mm. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I'm just looking at some of the resources and um, things that Home Education Association has available, um, you know. There's the Storybrooke Library, and there's uh, the News Academia. There's your mob learning, which is obviously looking at First Nations learning yep. into your program. Grandshake, which is which is oh, I'm going to get into this one, which is looking at work experience. And That's how you right. go about getting work experience, Minecraft education. Now, they all use Minecraft at school as well. And, and I think sometimes it's really a, an amazing tool to connect with your child and their learning through a way that they really enjoy doing it.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. And there's also Minecraft Club. And there's also, we have a forum where you can discuss with other kids and Facebook page where they can set up. Competitions and things. There's a lady yesterday. She had to renew her Minecraft and said, "Oh, I've got to renew it. We're doing a competition tomorrow through the Minecraft. Please (laughs) (laughs) unblock me again. I've just paid." (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we have a lot of resources on our page, uh, and uh, being a member uh, gives uh, homeschoolers the ability to be enabled. And that's what we like to think of. Uh, our, what our membership does it enables people to be able to have access to different resources, uh, the Storybox Library, Newzademics, and uh, the National Theatre Company. Uh, that they, they target different age groups, yeah. and uh, they, they have resources in their uh, uh, reading comprehension activities, crosswords, you know, consolidation activities, lots of information, and that's that's what our web and that's what we like to believe that our association is doing, enabling homeschoolers to be able to homeschool to the best that they can.
1: Yeah, and, and certainly you're providing an absolute wealth of avenues there of things to get involved in. Um, Just, national theatre, yeah. I can't wait for that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, a <laughs> Even, I mean, some people think that, um, within the home education network, you are only really home educating primary school age kids.
2: Not and at you all. You
1: mentioned before that you know you've had yours go right through to tertiary level, and that's right. a story I've heard over and over again. So, is there a certain time that you see there's an age influx? Is my, are most people starting from kindy, or Are they entering at any time through?
2: They generally they enter at any time, but there is definitely a lot of students, a lot of uh, children that are enrolled when they're young. I think from the New South Wales at the end of um, December 2022, the group, the age groups which with with the greatest, some of this was over a thousand in each age group, was from uh, from the age of. Seven all the way through to fifteen. There's over a thousand in each of those age groups. Wow! In each age group, and that's just New South Wales. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's right. Um, And I've certainly seen, you know, throughout the whole of Australia, these groups getting together and you know meeting up in different states and um, doing different trips and tours and all educating and supporting each other, which is just amazing.
2: Yes, it is. It is. It's really great. Our, I get some lovely stories through and get people ringing up on helpline saying thank you very much mm. for, for that you do and that's really nice to hear. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is a amazing job that you guys are doing in supporting the community and supporting home educators, which is um you know, what we'd like to continue to do. So just again, if anyone is interested in finding out more information, please let us know. Drop a, drop a message to us on 0434-440-553 and we can certainly look to put that together. We'll put on that online poll as well. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Is there anything else, Tina, that you think we need to share with our community about Home Education Association, uh, what you have to offer, or what's available?
2: Well, we uh, we're a volunteer organisation, and if uh, anyone out there who is a member or would like to become a member, you'd be more than welcome to join. And if you'd like to volunteer with us, because we are a hundred percent volunteer-run organisation, and we, um, yeah, we do a lot of support for people. Uh, we have insurance for groups. Uh, we have insurance for work experience. Uh, what else do we have? So many things, resources, information on our website is phenomenal. I think Megan can attest to that. There's yes. quite a bit there. We also <laughs> have a spend
1: hours in
2: there. <laughs> we also have a tertiary preparation page for people um, who are, you know, back near uh, year eight or nine, I think it's time to start, thinking of the future of where your children are headed and where they might want to go, whether it be through TAFE or through uni. Um, There's information there on that page as well to to guide the process. We also have different uh, methods um, on our website. We have a a section called Articles and Philosophies Mm -hmm. and in there there's uh, information about different uh, ways people school, whether you use Eclectic, whether you use Charlotte Mason, faith-based or classical education. There's so many many things on our website that one can look at too. And we also have all the different states in there as well and the information required to register.
1: Awesome. So that website is www.hea.edu.au for anybody thinking, and what's the website? (laughs) (laughs) It's all in there. Um, And your helpline number's available there as well, which is fabulous. All right. Thank you very much, Tina, for joining us today. Thank Thank you you. for asking. Yep, and we'll certainly be in touch. um, Let you know the results of our poll that we're going to put out and, um, and let's see how we can help people who really need to look at home education as an option.
2: That's great. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate being here. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
2: Everybody, let's get into it. Get started. Get started. Get started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started Let's get it. started.